Welcome to another episode of Ew, That's Creepy podcast. It's Jackie's turn to tell Melissa about a case that was motivated by cannibalism. Please be aware that this topic is very disturbing to some listeners. This episode will specifically mention torture, graphic dismemberment, and cannibalism. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, creepy cats. Welcome back to That's Creepy Podcast. It's Melissa and Jackie here, and we're a little sad. Halloween just passed. Spooky season. It came and went so fast, didn't it? It always does. I think a lot of people agree that October always goes by so fast, but I always feel somber on November 1st. (laughs) I swear, I always feel sad. It's like the day after Christmas for us. It is. It really is. But I do. The older I get, the more I like Thanksgiving and Christmas. I used to not be a big fan, but I like it more now that we're getting older. Yeah, I checked Apple Music today, and it was crazy seeing already the holiday changed so fast. It already was starting with Christmas. There were so many Christmas songs that dropped today. November 1st, people. Yeah. Oh my god. Jackie, Jackie just checked. <laughs> Sad. Well, wow. it is spooky season all year round here at Ooh, That's Creepy Podcast. True. So, you know, we're still going to bring you some spook, some creep, some disgust. <laughs> yeah, and today I'm bringing just that because this story is, I will say right now, if you are squeamish at all or cannibalism in any way if you think that's a topic that would gross you out this episode is really not for you it's very graphic so be prepared but I will be talking about another cannibal case this one I feel like is well known in Europe and in Germany where it took place but I was not aware of this and I had never heard of the story does it have a nickname Yeah, so he actually does have a nickname. It is the Rottenberg Cannibal. Or it's called in German for the Master Butcher. But I am not even going to try to pronounce that. Rottenberg. That sounds fitting. Yeah, it kind of does. No offense to the town. No offense. But his real name is Armin Maywes. And we will just get right into it. Obviously, trigger warning. Now is your last chance to turn back, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Armin was born on December 1st, 1961. He was the only child. However, his dad had two older children, both boys, from a previous relationship with another woman. Armin's father did abandon him and his mother when Armin was only eight years old. So that was obviously very hard for him. And then he was just left in the care of his mother. Armin does recall that he felt very lonesome after his family had basically fallen apart. 
But he did grow up, um, I'm not sure exactly what his parents did, but they, they must have at least had decent money because they said that Armand's home was pretty large in the, a German town near Kessel. But he did grow up with his mother in the home that their father just left, and it was a pretty large home. There's not a whole lot of details about Armin's childhood or just his life in general, but people do recall that his mom was really domineering and was what we would call like a smother or a helicopter parent. <laughs> you said it like it was such an official term. <laughs> what do you like to call? <laughs> the medical diagnosis is a smother. Psychiatric evaluation came back. <laughs> She's a smother. A helicopter parent. <laughs> yeah, basically. But if you guys don't know, if you're listening from another country, and that's just kind of slang for a parent that is way too involved in their child's life. <laughs> That's why I said what we would call, like, I meant, like, I don't know, Americans in 2022. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a parent who is way too involved in their child's life to the point where it's... It's, like, domineering. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy. But she was pretty domineering. Uh, people said that she would, like, scold Armin in public and yell at him in public and that... I mean... People said that she would go, she would accompany Armin on dates, and when he was in the German army in the 1980s, she would even go on troop outings with him. No. That is, that's way too much. You don't need to be in his damn troop. Why are they letting her? I don't know. But Armin was a well-behaved child, and... He does remember that he was obsessed with the story of Hansel and Gretel, particularly the part of the book that talked about fattening up Hansel to cook and eat him. How, wait, how are you just particularly interested in that part? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Like, he told people, like, he, oh, I love okay, that. well, clearly, okay, Spoiler alert, he reflects later on down the road on his life, and oh. he himself remembers that he was, like, obsessed with that part, <laughs> really no. into that part of Hansel and Gretel. Oh. It is sad, though, that his, since he lacked a father figure, and I'm he clearly just had a traumatic childhood, he created an imaginary brother that he called Frankie, and he would kind of vent to him, and... He felt like Frankie would listen because his mom didn't. Stop. So, yeah. That's that so is, It is really sad. I mean, maybe that's why he had semi-pretty odd tendencies. In 1999, Armin's mother died and left him the large home in Amstetten. And I am not sure, like, all the details of Armin's education and all that stuff. I mean... We know he was in the army, but people do say that, like, his job was a computer repair technician, I believe. So he must be smart, and he has this large home in 1999, 
And neighbors kind of just remember that he seemed like a nerdy type who would be like a computer guy. Mm-hmm. So I just thought I would throw that in there that, you know, he does work and he's normal to the outside world. And as semi-normal. A, as a grown man, well, as an adult, he's still living with his mom at that point? He was. But now, in 1999, he's alone basically for the first time in his life without a controlling mother, as people would say. I did read something that said that Armin constructed a shrine in the home dedicated to his mom that had a plastic mannequin that he would lay on a pillow each night. I mean, Uh, that's just from an article, so I do feel like people could be exaggerating that, but he, I don't know. That's what people say. To each their own. But after his mother's passing, Armin developed an interest in internet pornography, especially stuff that involved torture or pain. And it was through this sort of, these interests that he eventually came across some chat rooms about cannibalism. We escalated so fast. We went from a shrine of his mother (laughs) to she passed to he's addicted to torture porn. (laughs) Well, he's not addicted. He's just interested in it. But I honestly feel like this might be the first time in his life he could have explored that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, how could you not at that point be like looking at everything if you've never gotten to see? I don't know. I don't know. But he's alone in this big old house with clearly computers because he knows how to repair them. (laughs) And he's in chat rooms. (laughs) It's not funny. It's not funny. But, like, could you imagine a creepier person in a chat room? room? Like, it sounds like a movie because, yeah, if he really does have a shrine to his mom. He literally is a modern day Norman Bates from Psycho. Kind of mixed with Hannibal Lecter. Oh. Anyway. However, after Armin's searching, he eventually, he was looking for someone who was willing to participate in cannibalism with him. I mean, I, maybe he was, he, maybe he thought he could find somebody because of what he was seeing online, but he did post an advertisement on a website called the Cannibal Cafe, which did have disclaimers mentioning that the clear distinction between reality and fantasy and kind of saying, you know, this is like a fantasy type website. Like, come on, people don't take it serious or don't be real. Mm-hmm. Armin posted that he was, quote, looking for a well-built 18 to 30 year old to be slaughtered and then consumed. <laughs> wow. Just getting right to the point. Yeah. I feel like I'm, like, I laugh when I read this story, but it's only because I'm uncomfortable. So if I'm laughing, it's just awkward laugh. It just doesn't even seem real. I know. It really, really doesn't. Armin did get some feedback from people on the internet. Someone um, answered and said that they wanted Armin to pick him up in a cattle truck and slaughter him like a pig. So, Armin met this man at the train station, and they went back to Armin's home. However, I think when they were, like, kind of preparing for it, 
The articles just said he backed out. I'm assuming they meant the man who was going to be um, eaten, but I'm not sure. It just said he, but that's my assumption. But Armin does recall that after, you know, the man backed out, they fooled around, drank beer, and ate pizza. Okay. So. At least he made a friend out of it. Yeah, honestly, I mean, okay. (laughs) Another man also made a suggestion that even Armin thought was a little bit too much. Even he could not go through with it. The man said that he wanted Armin to burn his testicles with a flamethrower and hammer his body down with nails and pins while Armin whipped him to death. And some... In the fuck? Somehow, these articles that I will link said that Armin was even offered the body of a young boy that that he could purchase... But the boy was later used in a meal of a Russian Orthodox feast, and the offer was rescinded. What? How are these articles just throwing this in there? Like I have nothing. no idea, and it like really someone needs to look out. into that because he met someone in real life off this website. So some people are taking this a little seriously. Mm-hmm. And that's when we'll oh get to. God. Basically, what's leading up to the events of this case, someone did answer the advertisement named Burned Jurgen Brandes. Um, so I, I did not say this already, but Armin is bisexual. He's openly, was openly bisexual at this point, and so was Burned. Well, I assume because he just hooked up with the man that he was supposed to eat. Yeah, well, <laughs> making it clear that... So they they already have similar interests in that much. But Burned was a 43-year-old bisexual engineer. Uh, he wrote to Armin on February 14th, 2001, saying that he was interested and he would agree to be eaten. Bef- he was known to be a successful, um, stable, secure man. He had a steady girlfriend, uh, but she later told German TV that they broke up when he admitted to also liking men. But she did say that they had a, a healthy sex life together. However, later on, um, down the road, prosecutors would say that he suffered from like a psychiatric disorder and had a strong desire for self-destruction. Hmm. But he did reach out to Armin, and the two began sending uh, lewd messages, emails back and forth, discussing the ways that they were going to eat Burned and what they were going to do with the body after. And Burned even suggested that his skull could be used as an ashtray. Oh. Well, so on March 9th, 2001, Burnt went to Armin's home in Amstetten. The two had sex, and afterwards, Burnt swallowed numerous sleeping pills, a bottle of Vicks cough medicine, some schnapps, and then they began what they had discussed. Why didn't he just let that kill him? 
And they also recorded everything that they did on video. Oh, good. I thought you were going to say that they didn't. Great. So there is evidence of all of this, and there is clear, clear video of everything, and there's clear, clear video that shows that Burned was a willing participant in this. Oh, my God. He did go, like, this story is clearly, this whole thing is clearly documented on video. So, Burned initially insisted that Armin bite off his penis, but it did not work, so Armin used the knife to remove it. Oh my god. They then tried to eat a piece of the penis raw, but it was apparently too chewy, so Armin just... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So Armin decided to fry it up with garlic and pepper, but he burnt it. (laughs) So neither one of them could have it, and they threw it out. (laughs) I mean, it's not funny, but... (laughs) It was so serious. It was so serious and disgusting. And he burnt it. Like, you had this one... You went through so much. Yeah. Literally, you did. You really put a lot of effort. You cooked it with garlic and pepper. (laughs) And you burnt it. I mean... And... (laughs) I can't. What is the other guy's name again? Burned. Burned. Burned? Burned. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me see. Like burned penis. <laughs> That's so horrible. <laughs> I know. I take it back. It's just like... Oh. I mean, he's a willing participant in, in this. And in he- eating his own penis. <laughs> But, so, Byrne was still conscious after all this happened, too? Conscious Uh enough to be, like... Consuming his own penis? Yes, (laughs) he was. He was (laughs) conscious enough to be aware of everything that was going on. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he was. But, okay, yeah. uh So, we'll continue. So, he was losing large amounts of blood, clearly. And he just lay bleeding basically to death in the bath for the next three hours while Armin read Star Trek. Why? I don't know, and I don't know why. I thought they had a plan. They did, and it's for Burned to die, so I don't know, but ten hours later, Burned was still alive. So Armin decided that he basically had put an end to the suffering and he stabbed burned several times in the neck and ended his life armin did later explain my friend enjoyed dying death i only waited horrified for the end after doing the deed it took so terribly long oh wow yeah if your friend enjoyed it then why did it take like 10 hours and Maybe I don't. I don't, I don't know understand. how you can enjoy dying. Like I don't know, but uh, I don't. There's know. so many things about this story. I'm just, yeah, it's something. And that's when the real cannibalism began. Oh God, 
Armin had designed a special room in his home called the Slaughter Room, which was designed for cutting up a human. It was like a windowless upstairs room that was furnished with a bar bed and a special cage for holding people. He hung the body on a butchering hook suspended from the ceiling and used two different saws to cut Burns' body into edible portions. Oh my god. He placed the pieces in freezer bags and stacked them in a secret compartment in the bottom of his fridge next to some takeout pizza. And then he went outside and buried Burns' skull in the backyard. He said that his first meal was, quote, a piece of rump steak, a piece from his back. He said it was a special occasion, and he laid out candles, his good dinnerware, and wine, and he ate it with potatoes and sprouts. I'm disgusted. Yeah. He referred to the taste as like pork, but stronger, more substantial. I don't want to know. Like, in over a period of 10 months... Armin defrosted and cooked several parts of the body in olive oil and garlic and eventually consumed about 53 pounds of human flesh. Oh my god, I'm sick. Like, that actually just made me feel sick hearing about it all together like that. Uh Uh-huh. And according to Armin, quote, with every bite, my memory of him grew stronger. And he said... He was able to revisit the most memorable evening over and over again, basically with every meal. Oh. Oh, story is so fucked up. Mm Mm-hmm. And he also, I forgot to say, he also ground up the bones into flour. And is using it? Yeah. And leftover, like, teeth and organs and all that stuff was buried in the garden next to his home. But eventually, the meat supply did begin to run low, and Armin went back online and went to look for a new victim. Did he post the video that he took, or did he just no. keep it? Okay. He just kept it for himself. So, this time when he posted, it was seen by a Austrian, an Austrian student who actually did report it to local authorities. And on December 11th, 2012, police raided Armin's house and they found 15 pounds of Burns' flesh just under pizza boxes in the freezer. And they found the video of the killing. Oh my god. I couldn't even imagine the ones, the officers who had to watch that. Yeah, right. And when it was found, Armin said it was dead pig's meat. But he eventually admitted to it and admitted what he had done, like, right after his arrest. I mean, clearly they had the video, so. Good for that student who called the police. Like, he was definitely, I feel like, going to find someone else who would do this with him. Yeah. And so when they took Armin's computer, they found a lot of, like, images of torture and pornography And he was charged with murder on July 17th, 2003. And he did say in a pretrial interview that he felt better and more stable after 
eating burned in that Byrne spoke excellent English and he believed that his English had improved after eating him. Oh, this is all so weird. Mm-hmm. That's so creepy. Like, yeah. I don't even know what to say anymore. Mm-hmm. On January 30th, 2004, Armand was convicted of manslaughter, and he was only sentenced to eight and a half years in prison. <clears throat> However, that was later on changed to uh, life in 2005. So a German court basically just said that there should be a retrial. I'm not sure why, probably just because people were pissed. But they convicted him the second time on murder and not manslaughter, so he was given a life sentence. Well, Which how? I will say, I will say, he clearly killed somebody on tape. But yeah, there was consent, but it's, it's a, still murder. So can you consent to murder? No. Oh, so that's why he still got. I mean, in America, that? you can't. I don't know about Germany, to be honest. That is but yeah, I mean, it's like, I think some people, and that's not like my opinion that um, he shouldn't have. That's just what other people thought. Like, not that people didn't think that he shouldn't get in trouble. People just kind of were like, I mean, the victim consented, but yeah, that is not crazy. my opinion. Other people's. <laughs> that's crazy because that's just something that obviously never happened. So I would have never thought about it like that, but. I do think he deserves life because I don't doubt he would do this again. Yeah. How? Well, however, after it did happen and, you know, after I think he probably got some, like, psychiatric... Well, first of all, let me just say that at the trial, there were 19 minutes of the video shown to the jury, oh. and it was reported that many jurors had to seek therapy afterwards to, like, help with what they had seen. Yeah, that's so horrible. How do you go back to normal society after you just watch that? And there have been screenshots of the video leaked, apparently, but the video itself has never been found anywhere online and uh it is rumored that it was destroyed so good probably yeah for the best but they everyone you know police and everyone said that it clearly showed burned giving explicit consent to everything that happened mm -hmm. so but um armin did say after all this stuff that he did it because it was rooted in, like, a sadomasochistic homosexual fantasy. But he did say he hoped that other people with similar fantasies would seek help before it was too late. And he was, like, pretty confident that, you know, he wouldn't do it again. After it happened and all that stuff, the story, like, really did just blow up. Obviously. Yeah, it's... Truly unbelievable. Yeah. A report which they say came out in October 2007 by a German newspaper said that Armin was actually helping investigators in the analysis of two suspected cannibal murders in which two boys were mutilated and killed, and they thought maybe by the same killer. So even though Armin did this really horrible thing afterwards, he's kind of just 
helping police, taking accountability for what he did. They did say that in prison he became a vegetarian. He worked in the prison library and joined a prisoner's group, which stands for Green Party Politics. And he's also rejected substantial offers from film companies and publishers to bring his story to really, like the really big screen. And instead, he assigned the global rights to his story to this company called Stampwork for no charge on the condition it gives an accurate account of the case. Oh. So, I want to say, though, maybe, and this is me being devil's advocate because of the extent to this crime, maybe he's helping them with the cannibal cases because he still gets a thrill out of it. Maybe he stopped eating meat because he was still getting a thrill out of it. Things like that. You know what I'm saying? I genuinely don't think... I mean, I don't know. It's just the the fact that you did it, I just feel like he was going to keep continuing doing it as long as he could. So I agree. I do kind of wonder if him helping the police is, you know, his way to get back into it and just relive some of it. But True. who's to say? I guess it doesn't really matter either way if he really is helping the police and he's in light, he's in jail for the rest of his life. But I mean, it is crazy also. He's rejecting offers for film and stuff. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say, there was, like, a film crew that made a documentary that went and they did talk to him. And, you know, he, like, went into more detail about this stuff if you guys somehow needed even more detail. (laughs) But he said that, Today I know that what I did was wrong. The wishes, the fantasies you have, that these things can never be fulfilled. That these things you dream about can only be dreamed. So, I guess, yeah, he knows that what he did was wrong and that these things that he believed should have only just been fantasies. But I want to pose the question, can you even have a dream like that? Can you even have a belief like that? Because when you're believing something so disturbing, you're dreaming about something so disturbing. And then it's just, it's so different to dream it and then to do it. Yeah. Like, it is, like... I mean, even to dream it, that's pretty out there. But I feel like everyone has had a taboo thought. But it's extremely different to be there and you're doing it. And when he's saying to dream it, like, you're on those websites. Like, I kind of feel like if you're on a Cannibal Cafe website, you you need to maybe go get some therapy. Maybe go get some help. Because just where... Why is that an interest? Like, I don't understand. The posts were so graphic back to what he said, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to, like, be insensitive to anyone, but I'm just like, I don't think that him saying, just let it be a dream is the the solution here. (laughs) Uh, That's definitely true. But at least he took accountability for his actions. It's just still so disturbing. Yeah, I mean, how and could like, he I not when there's a video? I seriously could not imagine being the victim's family and just thinking, like, what the hell? Yeah, I think that they... Or his ex-girlfriend. Could you even imagine? Just, like... Ooh. Especially because she didn't... When she was with him, they were a good couple. I mean, I think that they definitely, like, based on some of the 
psychological evaluations that they did. I think both of them definitely were destructive personality types. Mm -hmm. But it is just crazy that for over 10 hours, he didn't want to call for help or anything like that. Yeah. And they have it on video. It's not even like... It's not even like... Yeah, you can't even say... Oh, he probably, like, after that, wanted help. Yeah. It's like he didn't, and it's on video. That's some psychology that it's kind of messed up, but I would be interested to know. What is the psychology behind that? How does someone like getting hurt to the extent that it literally is murder me? I have no fucking idea. I don't know. Maybe I don't even want to know. I, I have even no idea. I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. But it, it's crazy. And that's all I have to say on that. I hope everyone wasn't too disturbed. If what? you stuck around, you're a real one. What year was that again? 2001. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm yeah. not okay. I can't believe I never heard of that. I'm ill. <laughs> yeah, I'm physically ill. Let us know. Um, thanks, Jackie. What the fuck? Sorry. Well, let us know, you guys, if you had heard of this case. I definitely have not, which is pretty crazy to me because of how wild it is. Let us know for sure if you guys are interested in themes like this. They are brutal, but if you guys are interested in brutal things like this, if you do want to know any psychology kind of themes, let us know. Yeah, definitely. Let us know what you guys want to hear. That definitely concludes spooky season. Um, I think next week we need to have a lighter theme, that's for sure. That's a really good idea. We should probably lighten it up somehow. (laughs) Yeah, let's do something more fun and less burnt penis. (laughs) Best I can say. Less raw, chewy penis. God. Tragic that they burnt it. That's so insensitive and fucked up. I just... No, it is. Like, they went through so much work and they burnt it. I guess it is sad. It's a fact. Like, was he not watching it? Like, (laughs) I don't know. I guess you've never cooked peen before. (laughs) Like, you don't have anything to reference if you've never cooked it before. That's a really good point. Thanks for guys for listening. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of You That's Creepy Podcast. Yeah, sorry if that one was a gross one, but you guys made it through it if you're still here. And we hope you guys had a great Halloween and a really good spooky season. Obviously, let us know going forward what type of stuff you guys want to hear more, and we will provide. Definitely. We love you guys. Thank you for listening, as always. Yep. And if you don't follow us on Instagram at Ooh, That's Creepy Podcast. Jackie's been making some good Twilight reels lately if you love Twilight. Yeah, people are arguing in the comment section about the <laughs> Twilight reels and about Edward's sex life, so come take a look. I know, right? <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at Ooh, That's Creepy Podcast or send us an email at that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.